Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Adventure, a podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's game. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. And my secret identity is Mark. That's right, because today we're reading a fighting fantasy book, Appointment with Fear, by Steve Jackson. Uh, and that is F-E-A-R, sort of uh, made into an acronym. What does fear stand for? I think we're going to find out real quick. Fucking eat ass, right? <laughs> First encounter assault recon. If uh, if that video game was true, forever enabling alcoholic. <laughs> Can come up with a good R word, guys. Frank electrocuted a rabbit. <laughs> Failure eventually actualizes responsibility. Ooh, I like that. Oh, one. That's a good. That one. actually doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah, it's garbage. Uh, free every asshole robot. It's after the first wave of Terminators came out. Uh-huh, and we <laughs> locked up all the asshole robots. Yeah. And then some people were like, yeah, but like, I don't know. Uh, how, about, how about that, like, the, the, the sexy one? Maybe let that one go, yeah? Chris, Chris, do you mean a robot that is just a, an asshole? Asshole robot. Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was thinking a robot that is a, a, a real jerk. Gotcha. Uh, I don't gotcha, know why gotcha, you would gotcha. have a robotic butthole that that's yeah I don't, I don't know why you would have that either that's weird <laughs> it's not so weird right like your butthole is a muscle it has to do things so if you lost your butthole whatever prosthetic you get would need to be robotic in some way to to serve that purpose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. now can you lose mark here's a question can mm-hmm. you lose a hole oh i mean like it can it can get busted beyond repair that's definitely a thing oh yeah but it's a negative space yeah i mean someone could just tear you a new one yeah, well, it just fails to do its job anymore. We're definitely going to cut this. Yeah, but should we just start over? Like, is any of this good? <laughs> Today, we're reading Appointment with Fear, a fighting fantasy book by Steve Jackson. Mm-hmm. You might remember Fighting Fantasy is that weird series of dice-rolling game books like Robot Commando. Yeah, like Robot Commando, but this one I don't think has dinosaurs. This one is a superhero book. It's pretty dope. Apparently, you get to choose at the start of the book what your superpowers are, and like Ooh. the book plays out very differently based on that. That's pretty cool. Chris, what superpower do you want to choose? I, what are the options? No, no, no. They, uh, Just fucking limitless. pick one. Yeah. Mm. Gun to your head. What do you pick? Gun to your head. Tele- There's a gun to your head. Gun. Gun. I guess telepathy? Te- telepathy. Oh. I'm, I'm going to say telekinesis. Mine, mine's having guns to people's heads. Oh, yeah? That's it my worked. superpower. It worked. It got Chris to pick. It, <laughs> That's it, true. It let him be the best version of himself. The bad guy on the front of this book reminds me a lot of, uh, of sort of a, a supervillain, Tron, Bugman, electric sort of computer boy. Yeah, but, but definitely in like a cartoonishly evil steam cyberpunk kind of way. Like a tick villain? Yeah. Uh, it's like Cypher from The Matrix. Oh yeah, Joy, Joy Pants. Um, he's got a weird chin helmet, which like... If you start to look at a lot of these uh, uh, superhero costumes, they just, guys, they just don't hold up. Uh, well, maybe he trips and falls onto his chin a bunch. <laughs> and so now he's protected. Did you ever think about that? Maybe it's his Achilles heel. Like, it's where the heroes always hit him to knock him out of the fight. So he finally yeah. started protecting it. Cool. Yeah, he was just like, oh, the t- they say I had a glass jaw, but now I have an iron jaw. That's his name, Iron Jaw. Iron Jaw. And we need, uh, we need D6s, is that right? Yeah, we need uh, at least two D6s. I'm gonna go, hold on, let me go into my, let me go to my dice bag. And somebody needs to keep track of our stats. Oh, I got, I have a whole cube of D6s, so we can swap them out if they get shitty. <laughs> oh, Chris, do you want to get your six brick and be the bad guys? You guys can make opposed rolls. Ooh, that's fun, I like that. So just yeah. remember, for the rest of the book, Chris is the bad guy, and we want him to lose. Yeah. 
It excuses a lot of his uh, egg sandwich habits. It sure does. He's the character you love to hate. I'll have you guys know, I haven't <laughs> eaten an egg sandwich on air in months. Wow. Well, my hero. I, Mark, how long has it been since you ate an egg sandwich on air? Can't say that I've ever had an egg sandwich on air. So you haven't improved at all, is what you're saying. <laughs> There's been no growth. No growth in how... Kind of sad, in my opinion. You're really just treading water in this organization. Do you have any <laughs> <Yeah>. ambition at all? <laughs> Should we read this book? Yeah, let's do it. How will you start your adventure? The book you hold in your hands is a gateway to another world, a world of astonishing superpowers, radioactive beasts, deadly cyborgs, terrifying supervillains, and a city in peril. Welcome to the world of fighting fantasy. Yo, cue the, cue the new metal intro. Superpowers and clues. You are Jean Lafayette, the product of a dangerous but successful genetic experiment. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> we made it. It's the first time I think in history that we've been bestowed a name. Yeah, for sure. As the Silver Crusader, you are well known to the population of Ooh, Titan City. Can we change that moniker? What would you like to change it to? Uh, White Crusader? Oof. No, like, whatever our power is, it's gotta be, like, the Blizzard Man. Or, like, Punch Guy. Well, what if our power is crusading? What if our power is religious intolerance? Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Only your parents, who are both dead, ever knew your real identity <laughs> and the origin of your powers. Okay. So that's why you had to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last mistake I'll ever make. During your daily activities and encounters with disasters and supercriminals, you will have two objectives. First, you must learn the whereabouts of the secret meeting of F-E-A-R, fear, the Federation of Euro-American Rebels. Mm. This dangerous alliance of master criminals and enemy agents is planning to overthrow the governments of the Western world and establish their own rule. And they're having a cool meeting about it. Yeah, they're having a, a summit. Clearly, uh, this was written before 2019, because at this point, I'm, I'm open to the option, you know? Secondly, you may assess your own performance as a superhero by trying to gain as many hero points as possible. Okay, one objective narratively makes a lot of sense. Find the fear guys. Cool, mm -hmm. cool, cool. Mm -hmm. The second objective is like, check your upgrades, Tally. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Miss me with that nerd shit, Steve Jackson. Nice try, nerd. Before you start each adventure, you may choose which superpower to start with from the four powers listed below. Super strength. You have the strength of many men. The muscles of your immensely powerful legs and arms bulge through the fabric of your costume. That's pretty sexy. In combat situations, you always fight with a skill of 13. You also have the power to fly through the air at any speed you wish. So I'd call this like super strength and also so flying. Yeah, really not super strength so much as flying and punching good, right? And, and also like, the speed force. You can fly at any speed you wish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my god, yeah. So this is a good power. This is a pretty strong power. Uh, yeah, I think in like an, a tabletop RPG when the DM says, yeah, and I guess you can like fly at um, any speed and your eyes light up and you're just like, you said any speed, right? Mm -hmm. That's true, but I, I imagine Steve Jackson wasn't like, okay, and then you just like fly at the speed of light and everybody melts. I mean, the thing is, we're going to fly at the speed that they wrote us flying at, so yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Option two, Psy powers. Not Psy like Raphael uses, but PSI. I don't, yeah, not Psy like uh, the South Korean hip-hop star. Not Psy <laughs> like you're just tired of reading this book. <laughs> you have extraordinary mental abilities. You are able to reach into the thoughts of most other humans, and some animals, to read their minds and influence them. Okay. You also have limited powers to make objects move mentally. Yes, yes. And even to change the very nature of some elements, whatever that means. I feel like they really buried the lead with these yeah. powers. Yeah, oh, you, you can you can read <laughs> thoughts, you can talk to animals, you can turn anybody's blood into vapor. You could just decide that carbon has 17 protons, and that's, <laughs> that's a fact of the universe now. You know how, like, radioactive material kills people? <laughs> you can turn anything into super radioactive material. Including those people. Oh, it's not, it's not a Slim Jim anymore. Check it again. It's all uranium. <laughs> you could turn this person into rock. Enhanced technological skill, ETS. Your considerable intelligence has allowed you to develop a whole collection of high-tech gadgetry. Ugh, it's not a superpower. What the fuck is this? It's a tinker power, man. That's totally a superpower. What do, you think, what do you think Iron Man's power is? Money and time. And amazing engineering talent. Yeah. I mean, j just wait. Uh, we'll read a little bit further and it says, by the way, also, you can time travel to whatever point in history you wish. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, fair right, point. Right. Yeah, you've been, you've been a robot all along. Whatever the situation, you are usually fortunate enough to have something appropriate to use. 
However, you have avoided developing weaponry in case any weapon you developed should ever fall into the wrong hands and be used by the criminal element to wreak untold havoc. Uh, so you haven't developed a very secure uh, like security system. Energy Blast, last of our options. You are able to summon up electrostatic energy from within your own body and channel it out through your fingertips. You have taken a personal oath that you will only stun any human target, no matter how villainous your opponent may be. I think it means, like, you'll cook an animal. Like, you'll fucking zap, you'll zap a bear into just jelly. Yeah. Now, Bagheera, strike him. Uh, oh my god, you, you've, you've boiled my tiger alive. <laughs> I love that tiger, like my own son. Yeah, well, it wasn't human, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hey, hey, are you are you stunned? Are you stunned at how much I melted your fucking tiger? That's his real power. Mm-hmm. His his stunning lack of empathy. I've transferred this my child's brain into this robot. Ba boom! It's gone, baby. Oh, but you'll notice uh, you'll notice the brain I left unzapped. <laughs> yeah, the brain brain's fine. I mean, it might not do too well outside of that robot body, but uh, it's getting pecked at by crabs. <laughs> pecked at by crabs. Yeah, well, you're fighting the crab man, so the crab bird. Yeah, you get what you get. Alas, my crab hubris has undone my child's life. Uh, we're changing our name from Silver Crusader to Crab Hubris. <laughs> Not our hero name, our actual birth name. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're changing our name from Jean Lafayette to Crab Hubris. Oh, but Jean Lafayette's so very good. You're right. We'll use both. Um, I've already written Crab Hubris, so. All right, guys. Super strength, psi powers, uh, technological skills, or energy blast. Yeah, I like I like super strength because it seems like there'll be less math. That's fair. But that's how I play. Like that's that's my weakness. Well, I feel like if we're going for the least math, which I'm on board because I just drank two beers. Uh, <laughs> enhanced technological skills made no reference to any dice rolls at all. Yeah, there don't seem to be any mechanics about it whatsoever. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you probably have something. Let's do this. Uh, let's roll our stats because super strength says you always fight with a skill of thirteen. So if we roll a skill of 16, we don't want super strength. Yeah, good call, good call. So, Which is hilarious to me, because then we are a guy who is so good at fighting that super strength would just hold us back. <laughs> um, for skill, roll one die, add six to the number. All right. That's a four, so ten. Yeah, Not bad. Roll two dice and add 12. That's our stamina. Okay, that's 20. And there's also luck. Uh, roll one die and add six. That's a nine. Cool. All right. So we got we got we got stats. Our stats are decent. What do we want for our superpower? Uh, robots. Why? Because we were robot commandos before, <laughs> and I want to keep that train rolling. I just went to the dentist, and they had a uh, had a whole bunch of like dental gadgets in play. They mm-hmm. have like a, a like a an air pick now okay which is just you can use to like blast plaque so i'm just impressed by gadgets and i'm ready for gadget game and is an air pick basically the same like thing you get to like clean off your computer keyboard just like (laughs) compressed air canned air a lot more you know i hadn't thought about it like that and it's a lot less impressive now i think about it like that (laughs) so that's gonna be our level of gadgetry i think it's we're gonna have uh it's just we have a whole bunch of compressed air cans yeah we have some wd-40 in there too to kind of throw them off uh if i hold it up right then i can you know clean things but if i hold it upside down i can you know make things pretty cold tony stark built this in a cave <laughs> that was it that was our one good enhanced technological skill boy joke <laughs> well i think i mean it'll be a good callback we'll just start yelling tony stark built this in a cave <laughs> yeah all right here we go uh, oh we gotta do our clues god there's so much prep work in this book Recently, you have learned the true identities of several of the crime world's most notorious supervillains. The Tormentor has been identified as Richard Storm, an uptown heating engineer. An uptown heating engineer? Uptown heat you up. Uptown heat you up. Okay, yeah. Uh, The Ice Queen is none other than Sylvia Frost. Who could have seen this coming? (laughs) Second clue. A notorious group of supervillains known as the Alchemists is planning a series of raids on financial institutions. The first victim will be the Cleveland Bank at 4 a.m. Next will be another branch of the same bank situated on the corner of 128th Street and 10th Avenue. All right, those are two clues. Here we go. You ready? We're finally going to, I think, begin the narrative a little bit, or at least the backstory. Okay. The time of your birth was an anxious moment for your parents and their doctors. Routine. Makes sense. 
Your mother had consented to undergo an experimental form of genetic surgery. The doctors had warned her of the dangers of the radiation experiments. Uh, it, it usually just makes people sterile and kills things. Uh, but, you know. It's basically the worst thing for biological life forms. Your father had not fully understood the implications when he gave his consent, and eight pairs of apprehensive eyes watched your arrival into the world. They were all your mother's. Weird side effect. Yeah. Yeah, I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> In your younger years, your development was carefully monitored with a seemingly endless series of psychological and physiological tests, all of which you passed with flying colors. Spelled in the British way. Yeah. The flying colors. Thank you. The doctors and researchers congratulated themselves. Their experiments were a complete success. They had made a normal child with genetic tampering. <laughs> well, they'd blasted a, a fetus with, you know, 10,000 whatever the, uh, the Geigers of radiation and it came out alive. So over the years, the testing stopped as the doctors felt more and more certain that there was no need to monitor your progress. It was just when this testing stopped that it became clear that you were anything but a normal child. Your parents, who had become thoroughly fed up with the endless tests, decided that your extraordinary powers must remain a secret from the world. You have a regular job working in an office of a medium-sized company. What do you think that job is? Sales? Sales? I'm going to go with HR. Okay. You're a computer programmer, Mr. Anderson. Actually, we're an expert tinkerer, so, like, shouldn't we at least be IT support or something? No, you're right. We're in IT. But when duty calls, you become the Silver Crusader, upholder of justice, and you have taken an oath to serve in the fight against crime in Titan City. Uh, Ian, now that you know we're a tinker, do you have a, a name you want to change us to? Uh, nah, I'm still working on it. Okay. Cra- I mean, Crab Hubris is our birth name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is 100% sure. Hubris Crab, Mega Man X villain. Crab Hubris, superhero. <laughs> you, you, uh, you have acquired overinflated sense of self. I'm Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. I suffer from dissociative uh, identity disorder and also I'm good at tinkering. Apart from your own super abilities, you have one other device to aid you, your crime watch. This neat little device worn around your wrists receives and broadcasts transmissions to and from your two most important allies. The chief of police and Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whoops, guys, we walked into a weird one. <laughs> Jesus never rides back, but you know he's listening. <laughs> I turned around and there was one set of uh, footprints. <laughs> In addition, your friend and underworld contact, Jerry the Grass, is able to warn you of impending crimes through the Crime Watch. Jerry the Grass has recently become aware of an important meeting about to take place within the next few days. Vladimir Utashki, leader of FEAR, the Federation of Euro-American Rebels, has been summoning his aides in crime to meet in Titan City. Utashki, known as the Titanium Cyborg, is a supervillain whose field of expertise is the electronic enhancement of human abilities. The meeting must be stopped. May your stamina never fail. Oh, but I should mention, uh, a thing that it says in the intro to this book is, you've sworn never to take human life, so when we're fighting, if we drop anyone to zero hit points, they die and we lose a hero point. How many hero points do we have? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Can we go negative is the, is the question. I think, I think so. Turn yeah. bad. Yeah, well, in that case, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, no worries. Uh, but we're, we're aiming to drop them to one or two, basically. Wow. Well, I mean, the character's aiming, but I feel like... <laughs> we'll just press the attack. Listen, when you have a backpack full of electronic nonsense, uh, everything's a nail, you know? <laughs> All right. As you walk the 10 blocks to work that morning, you can't help but feel that something is not quite right. You stop by a telephone booth to consider what it could be. Just two minutes of mindfulness. I can set myself right for the day. <laughs> this is my quiet place. Nope, nobody uses these phone booths. <laughs> it's the year 2078. Phone booths are still around. Right. The sounds of the city are the usual 8 a.m. cacophony. Cars and buses bounce past along Clark Street. Their driver's too sleepy to even try to avoid the pits and bumps and other cars and people in the road. (laughs) A newspaper vendor bawls an incomprehensible headline, something about a robbery. An argument is taking place between an elderly businessman and an over-large woman with an untrained dog whose sidewalk deposits have offended the businessman. (laughs) There's a lot of euphemism in that sentence. As a shit joke about a fat lady's dumb dog. <laughs> yeah, for all you dumb listeners out there, that's a fat lady with a shitting dog. Hey, morons, we got a nice shit joke for you. 
Look at Booze Your Own Adventure, where we dumb down children's books for idiots. They're already, <laughs> yeah, it's already pretty dumb. You're right. It's <laughs> Your thoughts are broken by the high-pitched wailing of a police siren. A yellow yeah, and black... Yeah, here's water is broken by the high-pitched wailing of a police siren. <laughs> a yellow and black Cougar GS screeches round the corner and leaps ahead through the Clark Street traffic. What will you do next? Run after the police car into Audubon Park, buy a newspaper to find out about the robbery, or ignore all these incidents and go to work. <laughs> I like that that's an option. Oh, man, I'm really tempted to just see if we can completely avoid superhero shit uh, for this entire book, but... What do we feel like our tech powers will be the most useful for? I mean... Probably going to work. Yeah, IT, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I feel like the robbery, we could, like, do some smart guy research about the uh, the robbery, right? So we're... Okay, so we're going to do detective stuff. I'm cool with that. You study the newspaper. Under the headline, Alchemists in Cleveland, the story describes how the notorious gang of chemical experts entered a branch of the Cleveland Bank on 113th Street at 4 a.m., bypassed the alarm, locked the security guard in the vault on a time switch, and made off with a number of safe deposit boxes. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sound less bad than us, because we're going to kill every single person we get into a fight with. Yeah, we have enough hero points to kill a couple people. You want to investigate the robbery as the Silver Crusader... Or will you see what else is in the paper? <laughs> Are they going to describe to us the comics, or do you think we're going to have to... How did the Mets do last night? <laughs> you stand in the middle of the street yelling, Go Mets! Go Mets! <laughs> we know that they're going to rob another bank at 128th and 9th Street. Yeah, if we're actually trying to play to our advantages, uh, which is clues, then I think we, we, we interrupt that next robbery, right? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, for sure. Jump on it. The police and bank officials fall silent as you step through the door of the bank. You're, you forgot to zip up your fly. <laughs> You're wearing just the mask and nothing else. And they're like, shit, Titanium Crusader. And then we're the Silver Crusader. The Titanium Crusader is, is you know, he's... He, no, that's the Titanium Cyborg. All I'm, all I'm saying is your dick's out and... Uh, <laughs> that's a crime regardless. That's a crime, yeah. Do you wish to interrogate the branch manager of the bank the chief detective investigating the case, or the security guard? Uh, like enhanced interrogate or yeah. normal interrogate? Uh, with, we... with our gadgetry, every interrogate is an enhanced interrogate. <laughs> what do we do with this clue? We know where they're going. Yeah, we just... uh, can't we just not do any of this and just skip straight yeah. to the part where we solve the crime? Should we talk to the chief detective? Uh, yeah, I think let's talk to the chief detective makes sense, but I also like talking to the branch manager of the bank because that's 420. Uh, oh shit, 420. Yeah, Hell smoke yeah. weed every day. Uh, but yeah, Chief, Defe Chief Detective sounds good to me. Three, two, three. Okay. Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, shit, I just remembered. <laughs> now I triggered Ian. <laughs> three, two, three. The Chief Detective is contemptuous about superheroes. In his eyes, fighting crime is a job for the police, not what he calls amateur detectives. But now he assures you that the situation is well under control in his hands. There's no need for any amateur and fancy pants to get involved. So we are wearing pants. That's good to know. That's well, good. Fancy pants or crotchless pants? Ooh, good point. Ooh, yeah, good he's got point. us there. Yeah, pretty much every time we talk about fancy pants, we do mean... Reflective silver, but, like, mm, only on the legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it reflects poorly on our personality. <laughs> <laughs> What's great is that when you walk backwards, there is a reverse light that uh, does light up on your butt cheeks. It makes anyone who sees us reflect on what they did in their lives to get to the point where they are seeing our dick. Probably villainy. Yeah, probably villainy. Why did I move to Titan City? This sounds like a bad place for me to... I just, why not Cleveland? I could have I could have been a writer in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Just before you leave, you talk to one of the police officers who lives near Starker's Beach, where everyone goes Stark. <laughs> there are reports of the sighting of a giant shark just off the beach, and he would be grateful if you would investigate it. Yep. The yep. Starker shark? Yep. The, <laughs> the Starker shark. That's a supervillain, right? A uh, wider, wider <laughs> shade of, of shark. Hello, I'm the Starker Shark. I'm very mean about my observations about you. And I'm the king of the north. <laughs> he has two children who swim every weekend, and he is worried about their safety, but he lets them swim anyway, even though there's a shark. There's just nothing else to do. <laughs> you tell him you'll look into it. If you wish to go to the beach straight away, 72. If not, 98. All right, so do we suddenly care about the shark subplot? Uh, we, sh we should probably save kids, but also, like... Someone else will save the kids, right? We're not the only superhero, question mark? I don't know. Unclear. So, okay, shark is not crime. That's a good point. 
police won't stop shark. Police won't stop shark. We are the only ones that can stop shark. Stop shark. All right, let's stop shark. Yeah, we have to stop shark. Yeah, let's stop shark. Oh, sweet. We get to use our powers finally. Finally. All our shit's going to get wet, though. (laughs) We have the worst powers for this one. Yeah, we really weren't. uh, Yeah. Oops. Everything seems to be normal when you arrive at Starker's Beach. Barely dressed girls are swaying in pairs along the walkway, tittering as they pass groups of muscle-bound gigolos. Hold on. Let me just double check. (laughs) I I don't think Steve Jackson knows what the word gigolo means. Yeah, gigolo definitely means a young man paid by an older woman to be her escort or lover. It doesn't have like a like a British definition that's not about sex work. Oh no, a, a gigolo. That's what we call a young lad on the beach. Trying to get paid to have sex with women. Right. Suddenly a single scream pierces the general hubbub. A woman's voice yells, Shock! Shock! The bathers panic and flee from the water towards the beach in a human wave. Your reaction is immediate too. What is your power? ETS 299, right? Not really a choice. 299. God damn it. You rush to the edge of the water and search the surface. Wait, before we do this, what gadget are we going to use, do you think? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, giant, fish, uh, giant fishing pole. I think probably our most popular gadget, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> the everyman's gadget. <laughs> well, no, remember, we, we didn't develop any weapons, Chris. That was, in our, that was a, a strict part of our code, lest they should fall into the wrong hands. We didn't have to develop that weapon. We just bought it at Walmart. We just found it and are using it. Yeah, yeah. Our our costume is uh, dick out, reflective <laughs> legs, and just like five hundred guns duct taped to our body. Yeah, remember uh, that scene from the Matrix where Neo has all the guns? Imagine that, but without any clothes. Right. Yeah, just the trench coat. After trench coat, post trench coat, all guns. Just a, a nude the Matrix. So I guess the Matrix reloaded. Swimming in towards the beach is a huge ripper shark, which I guess is a type of shark. It is heading straight for a young boy who is still on his way back to the beach. You could easily have seen the shark off with your omnidirectional electrifier, but with the boy in the way, you cannot risk using it. You'll have to plunge Mm. into the water and tackle the shark with your bare hands. So the flavor text of this superpower was, you always manage to find something on hand to use. And the first thing that we're faced with is, ah, dick, all your shit doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad we only brought this one gadget. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, super, uh, super strength would have been, would have just fucking handled this, yeah. huh? Gun would have done it. 294, with a tremendous splashing, the fight commences. All right, so we got to do this uh, fight, y'all. Yeah, so uh, I think the way we do it is just both of you roll 2d6 and add skill, and whoever gets the highest one lands a hit. Having defeated the shark, you turn to the young boy who is splashing about in the water, terrified. You blast him with the electric gun. (laughs) That's what you get for interfering with my gadgetry. You calm him down, lift him out of the sea, and carry him back to the beach, where his sobbing mother is waiting. She thanks you again and again, and wants to know if she can do anything in return. Was he- was he injured? Why did we have to carry this boy? He's just scared. To look more heroic? Yeah, maybe we just don't trust him not to attract sharks. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) When you go swimming, don't cover yourself in meat, child. Her uncle runs a circus, and she could get you the best seats. She writes down a telephone number and tells you to ring a Captain Menagerie anytime you would like to see his show. She goes on and on about this uncle of hers. She tells you that he is the ringmaster of a circus and has strange habits. He has a secret office reached underneath the lion's cage. He's a superhero, or alternatively, supervillain. He's the titanium cyborg. Uh, underneath the lion's cage where he keeps his money and papers. In case you want to rob him, I guess, is why she's telling you this. (laughs) Right, 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 right. After secretly changing back into your street clothes, you head for home. What a day. You slump into a chair in front of the TV and relax with a long, cold drink. Wait, weren't we on the way to work? Did we just (laughs) said skip work? (laughs) Yeah, we never did go to work. Yeah, that one brief shark fight, that was it. Fucking, I'm tapped. That's not entirely true. We also uh, interrogated a chief of police. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. One thing disturbs you. Your boss, Jonah White, will be livid when you turn up for work tomorrow. (laughs) You finally remember. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) The next morning, you set off to work early. This time, you will travel by subway to make sure you get to work on time. And ignore any problems happening on the street. Yeah. You'll travel uh, by subway with your earpods in and, like, really dark sunglasses on. 
Nobody will talk to you. You'll smell like piss. But since when has a superhero's life ever been easy? Pickpocket! Shouts a voice further up the crowded carriage. As he reached the pickpocket's victim, that familiar beep, beep, beep sounds from your crime watch. Its electronic voice speaks. Cowfield Dairy! Fast! The train stops at a station only a block away from Cowfield Dairy. Will you leap out and see what's happening there? Or will you instead aid the pickpocket's victim? So going to work is just not an option, I guess. Yeah, we're, <laughs> Jonah White is going to be very mad at us. Furious. We had one chance to go to work, and it was on the first page. And now we've, we're on a different path. We could do both these things. We deal with the pickpocket before we get off at the next stop. I mean, so that would be like the ideal solution, yes. But uh, we have to choose in this book. Yeah. And as such, I feel like responding to the crime watch is higher priority. Yeah. yeah. I'm into this crime watch, and I'm also into the idea of like what crime is happening at a dairy farm. <laughs> it's cattle rustlers. Uh, well, I, uh, I I don't know what you want me to do about this. I have a bunch of electricity things. I, I could can... shock the cows to death. Just <laughs> put you out of cows. You can collect the insurance money and get into another line of work. I wish any other hero had answered my call. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. You guys on 369? Oh, it's a ripper. He's got a ripper. Holy shit. So there's a real bad boy here with a, with a, a turkey cutter, an electric turkey cutter. Yeah. You change in a convenient alley and head for the dairy. When you arrive at the gates, everything seems to be in order. Milk floats are returning from their daily rounds, and thousands of bottles are chinking their way along conveyors. It's a Brit- British author, British author. It's a different, uh, different, different language, really. There's no sign of danger. A short-tailed tabby cat, no doubt a stray, is trying to get in through the gates. As you wait, your eye catches a familiar-looking figure turning the corner and walking towards you. It is... Chainsaw Bronski, a well-known murderer who you thought was well behind bars. My God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Will you apprehend the villain, turn to three, or does your first duty lie with the needy and will you Uh, instead take the cat to a cat's home? Yeah, 278. Oh my God. Cat's home. Yeah, as a cat enthusiast, I feel like I do want to take care of this cat, but also I want to kill this man, so... Uh, Yeah... A known, known murderer. I mean, if, if we're going to kill anybody. Yeah, I love the fact that this choice is in the book. The absurdity of that is enough for me. I still want to follow Chainsaw Bronski. Yeah. Chainsaw Bronski. Known murderer. Dumber than a shark. You hide behind the gate until Bronski is close. When you can hear his footsteps approaching, you spring out to confront him. The startled killer reaches into his coat and pulls out a weapon. A battery-powered electric knife. Okay, that was actually what it was. Yeah. Wait, like the kind that you uh, carve a turkey with? Yeah, exactly. You guys don't remember the Ripper from Fallout? It's a... Uh, oh, no, yeah. yeah. The, so the picture was very much the Ripper from Fallout. The text of the book is very much an electric turkey baster. Yeah. Or cutter. <laughs> I'm gonna baste ya. Electric turkey baster is one of our pieces of equipment. <laughs> All right, so I think this time what we do is this. Chris, you roll. Say what you get. Ian, you roll. And then describe us either making an attack or getting hit yeah okay okay 16 okay good yeah we uh punch him right in the dick (laughs) with our ets powers yeah 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 we electronic punch him in the dick okay yeah it doesn't say we're using a a, like a power of any no we're not not so far all we've done is punch all right this time ian you call the number and chris you respond okay uh 16 we use our uh a short jetpack to fly up into the air and then eagle kick him right in the dick. Awesome. <laughs> Next round. Good. This is good. Ooh. 19? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Chainsaw Bronski uh, revs up his battery-powered electric knife uh, and catches us just right in the dick. <laughs> oh, my God. You shouldn't have given us the power, Mark. We split the streams. Uh, <laughs> he's only made me more powerful you scream <laughs> as now you're in jets in two hot streaks I knew there was a downside to exposing my dick in my costume <laughs> okay so yeah next round 19 you got me you uh you use that electrocutor uh and just blast me I lock up fall over land right on my dick <laughs> great uh, yeah, and so the, the goal of this book is to reduce you to two or one uh, stamina points, so the fight is now over. 
Unless we just want to murder. I mean, he's a chainsaw murderer, right? Like, And he broke out of jail. Yeah, no one will know, right? Well, I mean, the dairy folk would know. Yeah, there's going to be a corpse. Well, they're going to feed it to the pigs. (laughs) Wait, the pig dairy? Yeah, you get the pig milk. Uh... (laughs) We don't have to, if we don't have to kill this guy, we shouldn't. Maybe page ninety three says like you make sure he goes to jail. Yeah, let's go. Let's go ninety three. Good job, yeah. us. We'll kill the last guy though for fucking sure. We'll <laughs> he's he's dead. He's the titanium dead cyborg. Yeah, we're gonna pull his brain out and stomp on it because we'll definitely get to him before we have to stop reading. Definitely, we we haven't been already reading for an hour. You take the murderer to police headquarters. On the way, he pleads with you not to turn him in. He even gives you some useful information. Apparently, the serpent, capital S has been spurned by his actress girlfriend, Lola Manch. She always takes the poorest of dressing rooms and has decided to give up her life of decadence as the Serpent's Girl. You may add one hero point for your arrest. Now we've earned the right to kill a man. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can kill a man and get back to net zero. You must start thinking about getting back to work. <laughs> Head for work by turning to 111 if you don't know of anywhere else to go. All right, so I guess, hey, we get, we get what we wanted. We get to go to our office job. And we're at 18 stamina, so if anything at work is too taxing, we might die. Yeah, but we can probably kill our boss. <laughs> we got that hero point. You're late for work again. You turn the corner on Clark Street and stop as you pass Harold's department store. You could stop and buy your boss a present of some kind to apologize for being late. But then this would make you even later. Is it worth it? <laughs> uh, we, have, we, have to, we have to go in and get yeah. a gift, right? Uh, yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we gotta for see, sure. We got to see what sort of pin set says, I'm sorry for being late. Uh, I'm sorry for not showing up two days in a row and then being late the third day. But I brought you flowers. Listen, listen, crap. Just tell us you're the <laughs> silver comet or whatever. We get it. You walk around in a silver suit with your dick out. Yeah, Yeah, you've got the dick area out of all of your pants. You're always totally strapped with guns, which is inappropriate. Well, I'm strapped with guns? What are you talking about? These are devices. (laughs) We can all see, like, they they just jut out against your shirt. It's freakish. They're not bullets, they're idea pellets. All of my devices run on idea pellets. Oh my god, those are loaded guns? I, I... I assumed you couldn't load 17 guns and then strap them to your body. I'm very strong. Those aren't guns. Those are also my dick. (laughs) I'm a master of camouflage, you see. What can you get him? An apple? A bottle of whiskey? Oh my god. A new tie? What the fuck is happening? (laughs) Seriously, an apple? Uh Uh-huh. You decide to go for something a little more imaginative. Do you want to head downstairs to the book department or upstairs to the games department? Or outside to the live animal zoo. Or just give him one of your gadgets. Yeah, give him the barbed wire wrapped club. Give him the child electrocutor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have so many gadgets. See, I would want a game. I know that I would want a game. So I don't, I think we should go get a book instead. I think we're going to be told that we like games too much and we should stop playing games and do our fucking job. Yeah, that's he's yeah. already got a pretty good one in there. But if we give him a book, he could be like, I could read this. And when you're fired. <laughs> yeah, book's the way to go. Yeah. All right. 42 book department. I'm actually I want to change my vote to the games department, though. OK, games department. Which number was that? Because I already moved. That's cool. Three, five, five. Three, five, five. <laughs> there, uh, there's so many three digit numbers in this book. As you're perusing the games, four bikers walk in ripped jeans and dirty leather jackets. One of the bikers throws his jacket to the floor. He clasps his hands together, and to the horror of the unsuspecting floor staff, he bursts into flames. Hmm. The others do likewise, and four flaming bodies stomp about the shop. The fire warriors, of course! Why did you not recognize those no-good delinquents earlier? Your parents warned you about them. Why didn't you assume that this group of four people would turn into fire elementals? You better act quickly. If you have super strength, blah blah, what power do we have? We have ETS, turn to 156. ETS. I got ETS. It just means I have to be close to a bathroom for most of the day. <laughs> I have to be careful about what I eat. It's, it's really, you know, honestly, it's very easy to live with. I don't even like spicy food, I tell myself. You're well prepared for outbreaks of fire, and you take the micro extinguisher from your accessory belt. Stepping up to the villains, you douse them with a blast of carbon yeah. dioxide and extinguish their flames. Coughing and sputtering, they give themselves up to you. Why? There's still four of them and the one of you. Again, uh, 15 guns just duct taped to our <laughs> chest. 
Yeah, oh, oh, my micro extinguishers seem to work. Everybody's just dead. Everyone's so scared of me. You may claim as many hero points as the number of fire warriors you captured, which is all of them. Fuck yeah. Now we can kill five people. Then you had better change back to Jean Lafayette and make your way to work. Lafayette, get in here at once. No sooner had you stepped through the office door than Jonah White's booming voice summoned you. What do you think we're running here? A charity? You can have the rest of the day off without pay. And if you're not in first thing tomorrow morning, you can start looking for another job. You slink out of his office with your tail between your legs. How did we have a tail? That was part of the, uh, yeah, the mutant shit. It's your, it's your penis. <laughs> and now you've been suspended for a day. Where will you go? Will you spend the day at Wisneyland, the amusement park? What? <laughs> or uh, will you avoid all contact with the outside world and go home to make sure you get an early start in the morning? Oh boy, that was a real blow to the old ego. Uh, I guess I should go to Disneyland for the day. <laughs> two, two choices. Uh, go home and be better tomorrow, or... The thing you do on all your days off, go, go to, to Wisneyland. Yeah. Yes. Uh, gotta go to Wisneyland, yeah, right? 100% Wisneyland. There's not really Yeah, you're option. right. I mean, yeah. like, it's insane. Uh-huh. It's an insane person's response, but, like, <laughs> we have to. Hey, look, if you lived down the street from Wisneyland, you'd probably go every once in a while. Sure. Wisneyland is swarming with holiday makers enjoying their day at the amusement park. You're going to enjoy yourself today. Which ride do you want to try? Big Dipper, Funhouse, or Dodgems? I don't have any fucking opinion about any of these things. Does anybody- I know, this is, I don't, I, I super don't care Dodgem sounds like a stupid fucking name for a ride, so I'm in favor of that. It sounds very, it must be a word they have in Britain that we don't have here, right? (laughs) Dodgems. Maybe, yeah. I hope it's not racist. You will ride the Dodgems. Let's ride the Dodgems. Let's ride the the Dodgems. Hop on the Dodgems. To the beat of loud disco music, cars are circling around the track, bashing into one another and causing hoots of laughter for their drivers. Okay, so it's I'm sorry. They called bumper cars Dodgems? That's the opposite of the idea, right? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Uh. A young boy driving red 14 is smashed to the side by yellow 3. The collision knocks him sideways and out of his car onto the metal mat of the track in front of you. The driver of purple 10 screams and throws her hands up in the air as she sees the danger. The boy is lying right between your two cars. <laughs> you will be guilty for his death. <laughs> How quick are your reactions? Can you avert the collision about to crush the boy? Roll two dice and compare the total with your skill. Okay, that's a six. Your car lurches and stops dead. Although you have avoided hitting the boy, the woman in purple tin does not have the same speed of reaction. Her car hits the boy, who drops unconscious to the ground. An ambulance arrives to take him to the hospital. You're feeling somewhat shocked by the near disaster and decide you've had enough of Wisneyland for the day. (laughs) Did we get a hero point or... (laughs) We don't, but the other, oh man, the other. <laughs> the boy's mom, or yeah, purple 10. Yeah, uh, but it is too late. He has died. Feeling ashamed that you could do nothing to help the boy you leave. You've had enough of Wisneyland for the day. Turn to 103. So, Holy shit. Wow. They, both, they both end in the same place, but one has a dead kid. <laughs> Neither one has a hero point differential. No. Where are you heading as you leave Wisneyland? Will you make your way downtown to do some shopping? Turn to 202. Which or- would be a buck wild thing to do after you watched a kid die. you're shopping for a helmet or go home if you decide to go home you may either want to rest for the evening in which case you regain stamina or you may wish to sacrifice stamina gain to spend the evening on the theater if you can get a ticket for tonight's performance of rats we're the worst superhero we don't need (laughs) yeah i think we should definitely go see tonight's performance of rats (laughs) yes see if the weekday cast is any better than the weekend cast because like you were really disappointed when you went on a sunday uh, they have that version that's just uh, human faces on rat bodies, and it, everyone on the internet is just like super grossed out by it. Yeah, yeah. But Idris Elba's <laughs> in it. Yeah, like it's it's a it's a star-studded cast to be sure. You are in luck. A ticket for tonight's performance has been handed in. It is all about a group of rats who live in a rubbish tip and sing to each other for amusement. Uh, but you're particularly taken by the star Lola Manch. In the last scene, as she's singing the title song, the show is interrupted. At first, you thought this character in a serpent's costume was part of the show, but when he picks her up in mid-song and runs off the stage, you realize that she has been kidnapped in the worst way possible in front of all the witnesses. <coughs> Will you wait outside the theater for the kidnapper to make his escape, or follow him backstage? Ha ha ha! Everyone will fear the name of the serpent! I, I think everyone just thinks it's part of the show because 
you're a snake and you just ate a rat? Yeah. Fuck me. Fuck me. God damn it. My wife said I should just shoot someone in the street. I said, fuck me. Well, that's his girlfriend. Yeah, isn't this is his girlfriend. Remember? This is the whole thing we found out from uh, Bronski. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. Meaninglessly. All right. So backstage or follow him out? I think backstage. Yeah, like there's no guarantee this isn't just a murder suicide, so we should probably <laughs> jump in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sooner, sooner is better, I think. You wait for him to exit the theater before hearing two lar- loud bangs. You check your guns. They haven't been fired. <laughs> you check. It takes just, a minute. You just have the usual number of misfires. <laughs> you check all 16. No, 17. Wait a minute. <laughs> that little rascal you'd rescued earlier in the day must have pocketed one of your guns. Nah, he was hella unconscious. <laughs> you gave him a gun as a way of saying I'm sorry. Tucked one into his pocket so he could wake up with it in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I remember, I was playing dodgems, and the last thing I remember is a, a man swerving to avoid me, and now here I am with a loaded gun. And a note says, do what you must. Yeah, it's weird. Stairs lead down to the dressing rooms. At the floor of the stairs are three rooms. Room number one has two stars in the door. The door to room number two has one star and is slightly ajar. Room number three has no stars. Which one will you try? This was our clue. Yeah, uh, Chris, do you remember the clue? No. <laughs> I remember she wanted to be a normal person. Yeah, I, she hated she hated oh, stardom. Yeah. So I think that means one star. Well, no stars, right? I think one star, but the door ajar. I think the door being ajar is a red herring. Yeah. I think we got to try room number three. Wait, but why does this matter? Because he picked her up and carried her somewhere, right? Like, Yeah, to her dressing room. She didn't be like, oh, I'm in that one. Yeah. <laughs> you enter the room and interrupt a struggle. Lola Manch is punching and kicking her would-be kidnapper who is attempting to push her out the window to escape from the theater. If only he had used literally any other window than yeah. the window in her dressing room. Judging by the mess all around the dressing room, the struggle has been going on for some time. The time it took you to change. It's been 45 minutes, Lola. Jesus Christ. The people are still waiting for their encore. You are very strong. I <laughs> underestimated you. I'm sorry. Can we just call it off? Yeah. For the last 20 minutes, he's just been trying to get out of here with his life. Yeah, she's not letting him. She's trying. She, she's like, she's like, nope, Douglas, this is where I put my foot down. I'm going to beat the shit out of you until you fucking learn something. You want to go out the window? We're going out the window. Douglas, I've, I've been calling you a fucking loser for the past two years. And today I've had enough. I'm going to cut all the skin off of your body, Douglas. <laughs> I'll be the serpent. I am the serpent now. Losing all the skin on your body is a serpent power, though. Right? Douglas just doesn't do it very well. No, no, oh, no, no. It's, it's just a name. It's just a name. I can't lose all the skin off of my body. I just want to be absolutely clear about that. It's a metaphor. <laughs> we bust in and he's like, oh, thank God you're here. Please. <laughs> Please save me. <laughs> you must leap in quickly before it is too late. The serpent has less skill than that shark. The serpent has a powerful secret weapon, his poisonous bite. Each time he hits you, roll a die. On a roll of one or two, um, that's a bite and the poison will take effect. Deduct one skill point each time you're bitten. Jesus. Here we go. All right. This is the fiddliest shit. Uh, I got a 19. I got an 18. Close. Uh, we wind up our, uh, our robotic, crank-activated, steam-powered punching hand. <laughs> And get him square in the nuts. Fantastic. God damn it. <laughs> That's boxcars. So. I don't know 20? what that means. Okay, yeah. We got a 17. Yeah, Chris, what happens? Uh, well, let me see if. Uh, you get bitten by an adult human man. <laughs> it's super gross. <laughs> don't worry. Your skill will return. You definitely want to go to a doctor, though, because that shit could get infected. Yeah. It seems like his his mouth is foamy. Alright. Um, that's a 19. Got me. Um, okay, so we uh reach into our backpack full of tricks with like a mischievous grin on our face. And uh <laughs> what we have are those uh wind-up teeth that kind of march. Uh-huh. And but but they're they're oversized. And so we wind them up and we're doing it real intricately. And we notice that the serpent is sort of mesmerized by our winding action. And while we have his attention with our other hand would punch him <laughs> in the dick. <laughs> For 
two damage. Let's get this fight over with. I got places to be. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. All right, next round, Chris narrates. Uh, I got twelve. Eight. Ooh, I got a nineteen. You got me. You uh, you draw one of your seventeen guns duct taped to your body. It's one of those little like dart guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take aim at the serpent and fire. It flies true, hits him right in the eye, and then while he's like holding his eye, you kick him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our second or third hit on that guy? Third hit. I got one hit left. Yeah, but he bit he bit us, so I'm rolling again. No, but like uh, he's, no, no, no. he's yeah, been incapacitated, right? But we can kill him. He bit us. I'm rolling again. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh. <laughs> That's a 17, Chris. 19. Fuck. God damn it, Ian. Whatever. Uh, you pull out the real gun. Whoa, whoa! We gotta roll a die to see if we get bit or not. Oh, right. <laughs> you pull out the real gun. Uh, the serpent's eyes go wide, and he bites you right in the hand. God damn it! You got a one or two again. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we lose another fucking skill. We're getting worse right. and worse at this fight, Ian. Yeah, but I'm getting very mad, so... <laughs> That'll help. 20? 20. It's not a 20. We got we got a tie? No, I'm, I'm dead. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so yeah. how do we kill this guy? Uh, we see red, uh, and we pull out our best gadget ever. It's a super cool uh, gadget. It runs on batteries and wishes. Um, and what it is, is actually just a cinder block that we found on the ground. And we hold it up over our head and we're shouting, beep, boop, beep, boop, here comes my cinder block. And we just crash it right on the serpent's crotch, uh, sh- shattering every bone. Everything in there is turned to goop and jelly. He bleeds out. It takes like 45 minutes. <laughs> Hours, really. The whole, the whole time, the whole time we're, we're dancing around in a circle, uh, shouting, beep, boop, beep, boop, there goes my cinder block. And like... It's a, it's a, by this point, everybody in the theater has come backstage to see what's happening. We just did this in front of everybody and there's blood everywhere. And we just keep shouting beep, boop, beep, boop. And our, our, like our dicks out still. And, uh, it's a real horror show, but we have a dead man at our feet and I think we lose a hero point. So. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. If you defeat the villain, turn to 432. It doesn't actually say what to do if we don't defeat the villain. I guess we dead. Yeah. You just lose the. (laughs) Game? Yeah. Close the close the book. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. No epilogue. Just like in the book. Hey everybody. So this episode ran really long. It just took us forever to find any kind of ending for the book. So we decided to split it into two parts. So this was part one, and if you come back next week, you'll hear Appointment with Fear, part two. Until then, enjoy some outro music and a random ass out of context clip. See you next week. That's me, 400 Guns. That's a really descriptive name. Uh...